Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Kathleen Fullen, and I would like to introduce Douglas Alexander, running for the United States Congress in District 2. As we begin, please tell our viewers what educational, occupational, and civic experiences you have that qualify you for this office, including your experience working with diverse communities. All right, Kathleen, thank you very much. Um, I've been an officer in the United States Navy, seven years active and then 13 reserve. I was a high school social studies teacher for four years. And I worked in big business as an account executive for a firm um, installing fiber optic cabling, uh, fiber optic connections for various companies. So I've had a little bit of experience in the business world, military and education. Um, other qualifications, I grew up in Madison. I'm a big Badger fan. I remember the first time I went to Camp Randall at age 10, I walked out onto that big bowl and saw the band in the field and uh, it just captured me. And even when I go these days, it brings back the 10 year old boy in me. Um, as far as diverse um, uh, uh, relationships, uh, most of the students that I taught were black. Um, it was in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, it's opened my eyes to a number of the issues in which the, our African-American brothers and sisters face that, um, that a lot of people like myself, a white sort of privileged adult have not faced in life and I've been awakened to that. Okay, thank you. What specific strategies will you promote to combat the threats to our environment due to climate change? Well, climate change is a really interesting um, issue. The, um, the, I'm open to learning a lot on both sides of this issue. Um, I actually have a couple of notes, so I'm sorry, I'm just gonna have to turn to them so I can um, um, relate relate um, more effectively here. Um, okay, um, we need to take, we as a country need to take leadership in setting a role model and doing what we can to combat climate change. We do not have the authority we don't have the ability to on our own com combat climate change. But there are a number of things because it's a worldwide issue. Uh, there are a number of things that we can do um, as far as, uh, at least I would want to try to get battery technology much more improved than what we have. Um, I know a number of people are concerned about nuclear energy, but the fact is it's clean and it's safe. And I would look for next generation um, uh, nuclear energy plants to be uh, worked on. I know that there are, are being worked on. The big concern is nuclear waste and how that's handled, but I think there's been a lot of progress in that area. And I'd be open to hearing from both sides of that issue as to what people have uh, for concerns and also um, think that they should do. Thank you. Do you think Wisconsinites have adequate access to affordable health care services, including reproductive health and abortion care? And what should be the role of Congress in addressing this? I think that with health care, Kathleen, we are maybe 
80% effective. Things are, things could definitely be improved a lot. Uh, there's a, it's possible that we could just scrap it and start all over again, but I don't think we need to do that. Um, as far as, um, well, I, I think that insurance companies are taking too much money off of the top. And I think that there's a lot of things that need to be done that Congress right now is not willing to work on. Um, when I get to mentioning my number one priority, it's gonna be term limits on Congress. And I think if we do get term limits on Congress, we'll be able to get um, a number of, uh, instead of career politicians, a number perhaps of very experienced healthcare workers from all different parts of that huge industry to come together and to work on a, a, a better solution for healthcare. Uh, as, as far as reproductive rights, obviously the Dobbs decision uh, has just come out. That's largely a state's issue. Um, and, and that's something that uh, I'm just gonna leave, uh, that's something that the states are gonna have to decide. Congress is not gonna have a lot of say in that going forward. Okay, what legislation would you support to see that guns no longer get into the hands of those who would do harm with them? Well, it's, uh, it's not possible to pass any legislation to make sure that guns, guns are not gonna get into the hands of those who do harm with them. That would be great, but we just can't do that. Uh, I think there are some things that we could do. For instance, um, the male brain doesn't fully develop until age 24. And obviously there are some mass shootings that have been done by people that are larger, older than 24, but many, many are younger now, especially the ones in Evaldi and others that are very um, much in our, in our minds. So I think that there should be a law. Now, largely, again, this is a state's issue, but we could encourage the states to uh, pass laws that says anybody that is under the age of 24 that wants to own a weapon, whether they're allowed by age of 18 or 21 or whatever that state sets, that they would um, require that it be co-owned by, by a parent or some adult that's um, connected with them very, you know, like a family member. And that uh, firearm would have to be co-owned until the individual is 24 years old. And they would be legally responsible for what happened with that weapon. Uh, I also think that there could be things that we could do as far as building an, a, a positive dynamic in a community to uh, counteract the, um, just the disillusionment and, and that many people have that caused them to do this in the first place. And I think that we could um, provide money to schools so that they could have a big end of the year celebration if they made it through the whole school year without having any mass shootings or any any killings with guns control at all. Um, what are your plans to preserve the long-term sustainability of social security for the elderly and people with disabilities? Well, um, again, Social security is certainly worth saving, I believe, but I think it's doomed in, unless we impose term limits on members of Congress. Congress has just not shown an ability or willingness to curtail their spending. And right now they are spending our children's, our children's money and um, social security is not gonna be viable 
if we could keep going the way we are. People are saying 2032, 2031, at some point, Social Security is going to start to become unviable. So um, I believe that if we do get term limits on Congress and we send citizen legislatures to Congress instead of career politicians, that there's numerous ways in which, in which we can curtail our spending and get Social Security on a healthy um, trajectory for, for decades to come. What are the priorities you see for the second district and how would you address them? Well, the priorities for the second district, I mean, a number of the things we've been talking about are, are, are priorities. I, I think inflation is also an obvious priority. And again, the same, the same mantra you're gonna hear from me and that is Congress is dysfunctional and Congress is not addressing issues like inflation and these other things. I think that if we get term limits on Congress, we'll get people in Congress that are not so interested just on getting reelected and they'll want to pass laws that are healthy for the, our, the second district of Wisconsin as well as every other district around this nation. And then after a few years, they will go back and live under the laws that they passed. Um, but a, a, another significant thing just with our second district, Kathleen, is um, farming in Wisconsin is, is just a big issue that I think could be addressed. Right now we have uh, our farm bill largely subsidizing big agriculture and big farm entities and the small farmers, the ones that some of which are incorporating regenerative farming, which is very healthy for the soil, very healthy for our environment and very healthy for our food, they are not, um, they're not being supported by the farm bill the way that I think they should. What opportunities do you see to work across the aisle on issues important to your constituents? Well, Kathleen, again, I'm gonna come back to getting term limits on Congress because right now when somebody goes to Congress, especially if they're junior, they're basically sat down and told, your job is to raise money for your party and for your reelection. Your other job is to vote the way we tell you. And because of this dysfunctional dynamic, there's very little cross the aisle work that's going on. However, I believe that if we had term limits on Congress, we would have people going to Congress that are just there for a few years to get something done. And the party would not control them so much because they're not so conservative concerned about getting reelected. And so they would be much more, more likely to work across the aisle on whatever the issue at hand is and not be so concerned about who's from what party and what party is going to get credit for it and how can we stop the other party from getting credit from getting things done. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? Well, um, my priority, my first priority as you've uh, as you've heard, is to work towards exposing the dysfunction in Congress and getting term limits into the public conversation. And uh, if I get elected, I'll be able to expose what's going on in Congress much more easily. Many of you watching this video are probably frustrated like I, but are feeling helpless as to what can be done. I am putting myself out there. I'm just a guy like you. I have no party machine behind me. 
I'm stepping forward to try to make a difference. I'm not asking for your money. Here's one thing I'd request of you. If you like the things that you're hearing from me, make a commitment to speak to one person, one person each day until November 8th. And if you do that, I will, and let me know about it, send me a message. I will put on my website the number of people who have made that commitment. And it will be significant if we can get hundreds of even thousands of people doing that. The other thing is I'd like to get together with you, two or three, all the more, the more is better, at a bar for drinks, at a coffee shop. If you wanna throw a, um, a, a cookout at your house or a book club or a church group, I'd be glad to get together with you for only 15 minutes and we'll talk about these things. And um, if each one of you make a commitment to talking to your friends about this, um, we could make a significant difference and together we could win this election. I want to thank Douglas Alexander for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that election day for those candidates involved in a primary is Tuesday, August 9th, and that the fall election is on Tuesday, November 8th. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.